Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Tonight, as I said, we pay tribute to mums everywhere. To all the mums in our Open House community, a huge Happy Mother's Day from us. Quite literally, where would we be without you? We're paying our tribute in a few ways tonight. Later in the program, a very special Aussie mum with a huge heart and quite an extended and beautifully heartwarming family. It's a great story. First up, a very special member of our Open House community, Lynn Worsley, our resident clinical psychologist and human condition guru, because... Over the last year, as we've been working through so much wisdom of life on the program and in her segment, she keeps talking about all the wisdom and insights she's learned from her mum, 92-year-old Esma Christie. So I thought, why don't we put them both together on Open House and we can tap into the great wisdom of both of them. Lynn, first, welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having us, Lee. And Mrs Christie, welcome to Open House. Thank you. It's lovely to uh, have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Mrs. Christie, can you tell us about your family? Well, I've been greatly blessed with six children, 20 grandchildren and 20 great-grands. So six kids, 20 grandchildren and 20 great-grandchildren. We're rather a big family. It's very big family. Very big family, Lee. Yeah. And we really enjoy getting together, I can tell you. It's a huge family. <laughs> what an occasion that must be. <laughs> and with a 92-year-old mum in the, in the lead, every function we have, she's, uh, she's still very much on the ball, sometimes having trouble speaking. Yeah. She's had numbers strokes. of strokes. Yes. yes. Yeah. But uh, um, doesn't miss a trick, doesn't miss a birthday and uh, is very much um, a wisdom holder in our family. And I bet you're very proud of your children, Mrs Christie. I feel very blessed. I feel God has given me more than I deserve. (laughs) More than she deserves? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask you one specific question about your daughter, Lynn, who we know and love dearly on Open House? Can you tell me the naughtiest thing that she ever did? (laughs) <laughs> she she seems so perfect in every way, but I just want to know the naughtiest thing that she ever did. Well, I always forget the bad things and try to think of the good ones. That's right, Mum. That's good. Thanks, Mum. She's a wonderful person. She's not answering my question. <laughs> no, she's not answering your question. <laughs> Mrs Christie, can I ask you, the kind of wisdom that you would pass on to mothers tonight? Well, I would pass on. Mothers always love your children, no matter what they do. Love and acceptance. But I think the most important thing was I brought up my children on my knees. She brought us all up on her knees. And God has been my constant companion and helper. And I think the best thing that any mother can do is to pray for the children. How has your Christian faith and your relationship with God helped you in your mothering, Mrs Christie? He's my best friend and I live with him daily. I still pray for my children every day and their children. I'm very, very happy with my life and very, very contented that he'll take me when he's ready to take me. But while I'm here, my job is to pray for my children. 
What a beautiful thing. Lynn, when you were talking to your mum about coming on Open House, you suggested that we talk about the highs and lows of her mothering, and her answer was what? <laughs> well, it's interesting because I said, Mum, you can just tell Lee, you know, what is high, what are the good things and what are the bad things or the lows of mothering. And she said, I'm not talking about any low things. I'm not going to talk about anything bad. And really that's how she has raised us is that there have been lows and there have been highs, and she remembers the highs. Yeah. She doesn't bring up the past about the lows. And it's, it's sometimes, you know, you hear a little bit of history being rewritten in her stories, but it's written in a very positive and what we've learnt from the situation. Mrs Christie, what do you remember of the highs? What would you say were the highs of being a mother? There have been many ups and downs. The highlights have been my closeness to God. Her mum's closeness to God. He's been with me everywhere. I did enjoy last Sunday afternoon, my grandson was engaged after the, the luncheon were all his family. There were 120 there wow. and it was such a lovely afternoon. What a wonderful yeah, day. It that was must a have wonderful been. day. Yeah. Could I ask you one last question before we start talking to Lynn about her family, Mrs Christie? What wisdom would you pass on to young children today? I would say to make your home a loving home and love one another. Mrs Christie, it sounds to me like you very much enjoyed being a mother. I enjoyed everyone and now they're such a blessing. Thank you so much indeed for joining us on Open House and happy Mother's Day. It's been a great privilege to speak with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good on you. What a treat. What a a beautiful, beautiful woman. And I must say... So many times, Lynn and I have been talking about all the human condition issues that we've addressed in the segment every Sunday night on Open House. And so many times she said, I went to my mum and asked her about this this (laughs) week, and she's been an enormous help for us in our human condition segment. Okay, listen, buddy, you can't get out so easily. (laughs) Naughtiest thing you did in your childhood. I I think in my early childhood, um, my mother often tells the story of as soon as I could walk and talk, I was off visiting neighbours. When we lived in the country, um, I would go off and um, just knock on people's doors at the age of three and ask to come in and have a cuppa. <laughs> what a social and, uh, Very social. you were. Um, and I think one time I came home with a pet rat that I'd found because it was a derelict house up the road and I'd said, Mummy, look what I found. Live or dead? Live. Yes, so yes, good. <laughs> I was carrying it, wrapped it in a blanket, and yeah. she was horrified. Other times, the same, same theme as when I was growing up in Beecroft in Sydney. I knew the, um, the floor plan and the people in every single house on both sides of the road all the way up and around our, our street, and uh, that's because I'd go wandering and I'd go and say, hello, and my name's Lynn Christie, and have you got a, a dog? My dad's a vet, he'll help if you need it, and... Um, <laughs> Can I have a cup of tea? <laughs> social of you. Extremely social. Different and days, though. So she got a cowbell to bring me home. Oh, really? She'd ring the cowbell and everyone would say, I think your mother's calling. Because she, she just couldn't keep me in. There was one particular turning point in your relationship with your mum, wasn't yes. there? Yes. Now, being a social person, I was, you know, and the youngest of six, very much a, a social butterfly, and um, going through a pretty difficult time, probably around about the age of 16. I was contemplating running away, so I had it all planned and I was ready to run away. And uh, there was someone waiting for me to take me away, and um, I slept like a log, so I slept through the time that was supposed to the be rendezvous. Yeah, rendezvous yeah. time. And um, 
And I got up in the morning and was a little bit distressed and came out and mum looked shocking. She looked absolutely shocking and she was in the kitchen looking like she'd just been wrung out. And um, I said, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, a teenager says to their mother. And she just said, I don't know, but what's wrong with you? She said, I haven't slept a wink and I have been on my knees all night, all night for the whole eight hours. And she said, my knees are sore and I haven't stopped crying and I haven't stopped praying. So what's happened? And she knew. That's choking me up. Yeah, yeah. And I know at that time, had I run away, it would have been a very different life for me. And uh, and at that point, I think both of us got on our knees and cried and and prayed and got back on track. And uh, I know she has been like that with all of us. And I think probably I was a, a difficult one for her at the age I was, at 16. And um, it wasn't long after that that I met my husband. So that was a nice oh, answer to prayer, wasn't it? Beautiful story. Mm. Tell us about your family. We don't hear much of the personal <laughs> side of Lynn Lizzie, so tonight's the night. Yes. Your kids. Um, I have three children. I have been um, blessed with a wonderful husband. I've been married now for 31 years. Three children. I have uh, um, Belinda, who's 30. I have Brendan, who's 26. Adrian, who's 23. And Actually, Brendan's 24. Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> That's all right. 27. Sorry. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Quite understand. What did you learn as you became a mother? What did you learn about mothering from your mum that you brought into your own family? Yes. What I learned about mothering from my mum was that it's not all about you, Lynn. Mm. Um, that when they don't like you, you have to be ready for that. And sometimes, uh, she said quite often, sometimes a good mother learns to be hated. And uh, sometimes it's not about being a popular mother. And to be really ready to see the next step that they're going through and ready to guide and direct, but not control. And that's always stuck with me. It's not about you, Lynn. It's not about you. They're angry and not. it's not about you. They want to do something and you don't have to please them to make them like you. Mm. And uh, And that's always been a very good place to be, um, particularly when you're a social butterfly yourself and you do like to have lots of people <laughs> like you. And uh, and as a mum, that's been very helpful for me. I also have learnt to pray. And uh, when she says she did pray for us, she did. And she does now. And I think her life at 92, she's got all this time on her own and she's reading books and reading really fantastic, insightful books. She reads George MacDonald. She reads C.S. Lewis, she reads wonderful, wonderful books that actually she's able to impart some wisdom to us. But when she reads them, then she stops and she prays for each of us and, uh, and each of our children. And I think what's exciting with that is that I've learnt that, you know what, Lynn, it's not about you. You don't have to control things. You don't have to do things. But you can pray for your children and hold them up towards God and... Um, and he will come through. And you've spoken about her to me as kind of a psychologist long before people did psychology. Oh, yes. I think mum worked for the inner city mission in Newcastle. And um, she was a social worker before they had social work training. And I think she really was a psychologist before there was psychologist training. Mm. And my memories as a child, and remember I'm the youngest of six, so I'm at the, I'm at the tail end. The house was always had extra people in it. There was always somebody who needed a house or always somebody who needed to have an extra meal and there was extra people around our table we had a big table and lots of kids but there was always extra seats filled 
and uh, we were always involved in missions, crusaders, scripture union. Outward um, looking. Outward looking. And I think my mum and dad's um, relationship was one was that every single person that you meet, you have an opportunity to be Christ-like too. And you don't have to tell them about Christ. You just need to demonstrate Christ. And so every relationship, every discussion that they had was one of which they saw it as a privilege to be able to have a relationship with that person in front of them. So our house was always filled with people going through um, relationship difficulties. There was counselling going on. And, uh, you know, I think they did some telephone counselling for a while as well. I think it's been a, an absolute wonderful uh, heritage that it, I have. It may seem a silly thing to ask, but where do you think they got that wisdom from? Because it seems a bit uncommon to me. Yeah, you, you look at their parents. My mother's mother was very much a prayer. I can remember her having a little prayer room that we'd sneak in sometimes, which we weren't allowed to be in very often. And it was her prayer room, and she'd pray with her apron over her head in honour to God, and she'd pray and pray and pray, and it was always funny to watch as a little girl. But that was a wonderful example. What an and impact. She, yes, yeah. and she was very, very strong, devout lady and loved God, talked about God all the time. My father's parents were, you know, very nice middle-class, upper-middle-class people with good Christian values. I don't know if they were as strongly religious. They thought Dad had gone off with this strange lady who was um, a little bit too fanatical in her faith. Okay. Um, so I, I really think my parents developed their faith and their love of God together, and uh, I, I think they were leaders in their Christian faith and in their, in their church. That itself has been a very high standard in our family and uh, not religious, but Christian. Not a faith-based, but a relationship-based family. I like that. Yeah, very honoured. Have you enjoyed being a mother? I've enjoyed being a mother. I've enjoyed very much being a mother. My children have raised me very well. <laughs> <laughs> what have they taught you? It's not um, about you, Lynn. It's not about you, Lynn. <laughs> See, I've been listening. <laughs> yes. They have taught me a lot. My daughter has taught me enormously about strong women and how to have good boundaries. She's a, a remarkable young woman. My sons have taught me adventurous pursuits. I've learnt to ride a motorbike and a surfboard. They're great kids and we, we all get on together very well as adults. I also have a son-in-law who I adore and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's lovely to have a family where, you know, you can just praise God for every minute that you've got with them. So what would... The one piece of wisdom, apart from it's not about you, Lynn, that you would pass on to young mothers making their way in the world in 2012 on this Mother's Day? Um, oh, there's lots of pieces of wisdom I'd like to pass Take on. Take every bit you Take could offer. Take every bit I yes. can offer. Um, I think in particular, I think, you know, because I was such a, a young mum myself, I, I had my first baby at 21, and uh, I tried really hard to do everything right and read everything and do all the right things. And someone said to me, just relax, enjoy, enjoy the smells and enjoy the, the delights of a new baby. Enjoy um, the delights of, of seeing that child grow and try not to hurry it. I probably worked out to do that by the time I had my third and I'd like to start all over again and try again. <laughs> I think I'd do a lot better. I'll tell Neil that. <laughs> no, I don't think he'd like that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I've, I really think the best is also to pray, to give your child to God and give them to God daily and enjoy how God has created them, to rest in that. 
But I think the other aspect is learning how to play. So okay. at every stage, learn how to do Play-Doh, you know, get involved in play groups. As they get older, get involved in the school and do things with them and enjoy that yeah. and move with them. Those first years, years say one to ten, mm. are probably the most important, would you say, in terms of your capacity to influence? Yes, I think your, your capacity in those first ten years is about attaching and connecting and really, really getting into their space so that they know that you know them. And, uh, and that comes with not managing your children. You can manage children and make an easy life for yourself or you can relate to them. And that doesn't often make it easy. It means your house is messier and it also means that you have discussions late at night or you, you do things that are out of routine because you're really in their space. Mm. If you manage your children, you, you know, you'll, you'll go to restaurants with an iPad and get them to watch videos and everything's quiet, but you know, there's no relationship going on. Yeah. But if you, if you relate to your children, you'll have times where you just have wonderful synchronicity and you, you get into each other's space and you know each other well. And I think that first 10 years is, is delightful for that. The second 10 years is equally as delightful, just in a different way. Even teenagerhood. Oh, yes. That's a lovely stage. <laughs> nice to be able to say that. Yes. I'm so glad we've tapped into both the wisdom of Esma Christie and yeah. uh, you, Lynn Worsley as we do every week in our Human Condition segment. You're having to cope with being on a bit earlier this week, and we'll let you off this week so you can enjoy more time with your family. Thank, thank you so you. much for thank coming Thank you in. so much, Lee. And thank you, Mum, again. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.